This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll get back to the National Football League 20 minutes from now. P-squared, B-squared, Sunday Night Football with the Eagles and the Dolphins in Philadelphia. Power Hour, final hour of the show, 40 minutes from now, featuring all our bets for tonight. But right now, we've got another 20 minutes, and how great is this? Talking NBA betting with our good friend Matt Moore from the Action Network. Matt, again, on Twitter, at HP Basketball. Check out his NBA betting uh, podcast, Buckets, actionnetwork.com, and the Action Network app. Uh, we hit on a lot of big-picture betting conversation in the NBA with the season one week away in the previous segment. Let's talk some NBA awards right now here with the great Matt Moore. And uh, I'll hand the baton over to our goat of award betting here on You Better You Bet. The great Ken Barkley. Ken, kick us off here talking awards with Matt Moore. Well, yeah, I feel like there's just, uh, I'm sure Matt agrees with this. There's this like certain like small group of degenerates. And like, like, it's like, oh, like, what do you guys all talk about? Like, we just like to talk about awards. (laughs) We just like really, really like to, it's just really fun. And uh, for people who have never bet awards before, the NBA can be, uh, can be pretty wacky because, you know, last year there were three guys that could have won MVP and it almost turned into like a backyard brawl of everyone trying to figure out who was going to win the award at the end of the season. Joel Embiid obviously ended up winning. And Matt, why don't we start with MVP? Don't know if any long shots can get into the mix here, but among the contenders, I'll be honest, like I don't have a guy I like really versus the other guys. The prices are kind of staggered here where, you know, Jokic is the favorite. So in order, Jokic, Luka, Giannis, Tatum, Embiid are all sub 10 to one kind of in like a staircase of like increasing price. So Jokic, Luka, Giannis, Tatum, and Embiid. And then you have like Curry and then you're going to like Duran and kind of like your second tier guys, SGA, who maybe you're going to want to talk about what just kind of like handicap this for us about like, what are you looking for? Is this an award you want to bet before the year? And, uh, and maybe who do you have winning at the end? So historically we've seen last 25 years, only two winners kobe and steve nash have won it over the age of 29 and that to me is like a very important sticky stat that we just do not see once you get to close to 30 at 29 you are shifting into i am prioritizing winning titles so i am not prioritizing the regular season and we have Embiid who won it last year Giannis who has one and Jokic who has two all of those guys are in all i care about is titles now like Embiid has made it very clear like he got the one and then he got embarrassed so he's probably pretty motivated to just go out and win the title this year with the games restriction i think that get gives us even more reason to think that we're probably going to have i think a season of changeover i just think it's more likely that these guys between 25 and 28 are stepping in and probably going to bring a little bit more value to this market so i don't like betting on Jokic, don't like betting on Giannis, don't like betting on 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 Embiid either for this award my favorite bet right now in, in terms of those guys is Tatum. I'm really worried about the Mavericks. They look awful. Luca's already hurt. 
that can change by January, but I feel like I have time to still get Luca at a pretty good number. He's six to one right now at bet MGM King of Sportsbooks. So with Jason Tatum being seven to one, I think that's better value right now. I think the Celtics are going to be a monster. I know the Celtics will be good. And I know Jason Tatum will be a big part of them being good. So he checks both of those boxes. I like those guys from there though. I like some of the long shots. I, you mentioned Shea Gilders Alexander. He finished fifth in voting last year. The numbers are there for him. If you look at his impact on both sides of the floor and the production, I think there's a really good chance that Shea's actually going to be in this combo. He, again, he already finished fifth and that doesn't mean that like he finished fifth because Luca, the Mavericks, tanked Luca would have been fifth otherwise but still Shea was good enough to carry that kind of attention from the voters that to me matters with OKC Prime to make a pretty big jump the best value for me on the board though is actually Donovan Mitchell 30 to 1 I like this Cavs team a lot the the trade stuff definitely spooks me and concerns me but at 30 to 1 thinking maybe this doesn't happen until the offseason I think the Cavs have a real capacity to win 52 plus games a season if they do and Mitchell's putting up the kind of numbers that he's capable of He's going to be in that conversation. So for me, Mitchell at 30 to 1, Shea at 18 to 1, Tatum at 7.5 to 1. There's a 7.5 in the market. Those to me are the best values to bet right now before we start building the in season kind of portfolio going forward. How good is our friend Matt Moore? So Matt giving us his thoughts there on NBA Most Valuable Player. Matt, out of any other award market right now in the NBA, as we're one week away from the season, what is your favorite bet and why? Let's do Desmond Bain, most improved player, because boy, do I love this bet. Uh, Desmond Bain's numbers, if you take his age and you comp him to where Harden was in 2012 as a six-man coming off the bench for that title team, Bain actually matches up favorably. Now, offensive explosion's got to be factored in there. I am not saying that Desmond Bain's going to make a leap to MVP status or if they, he got traded to a team like Houston was, that he would jump into the scoring 40 a night. What I am saying is that I think Desmond Bain is a guy that is going to help lead the Grizzlies. If I'm as high on Memphis as I am, and I talked about them as my favorite win total over, if I think they're going to be really good, that's a surprise story that helps with the narrative. MIP talks about a big jump in scoring. You look at his per 36s in preseason, I, re I recognize. I'm talking per 36s in preseason, but it's really promising. Like he's averaging 31 a game because his efficiency is so high. He's a great passer. He's a great defender. He's a good rebounder. And he's going to have the reins of this team until Jaw gets back. And then Jaw's going to have probably injuries afterwards. So for me, with, with Desmond Bain, at the kind of value that he presents in this market, which is pretty considerable at the numbers that you can find him at. Uh, I love Desmond Bain for most improved player. Yeah. It's funny. Like I, I always think about most improved player as like a, a guy who goes to a new team or a guy who stays on a team, but like becomes that number one option. And usually that's like a trade or it's like organized so that that guy's the number one here. We have a situation where like Desmond Bain was never supposed to be the number one. Like this was never supposed to happen. And a guy got suspended and like, that's what creates maybe the opportunity. Like I haven't bet that yet, but it's like a really interesting, like a non-traditional path to a guy winning the award. It's just like, well, what created the opportunity? Well, the guy was waving guns around that was supposed to be the number one. And like, now he's not going to play anymore. And so now Desmond Bain is going to score whatever 31 a John game. Morant We're talking about suspended. I tried. There, that right, was my pre, pre season. It wasn't good. Preseason per 36. Is nice. <laughs> that, that was a pretty good, Bane voice. Um, but why don't we talk about Victor Wembanyama, Matt, and Rookie of the Year? 
you you said something very surprising in the commercial break between the segments. I was expecting this to be like an easy answer. I I haven't bet anyone. Ex- I haven't bet Wembenyama either. But like sort of an even money type favorite in an award. You don't see that very often before a season starts. Everybody's watched the preseason. The guy's arms look like they're seventeen feet long. He's like dunking from the the free throw line, standing still. I mean, it seems like it's like the scene in Space Jam where Jordan like extends the arm out to score the game winning basket. Like that's literally what he's doing in an NBA game. Just seems impossible, and he's doing it. So. He's a very, very big favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Are you trying to beat him? Is this market already decided? A lot of people kind of think it is. What about Rookie of the Year? I don't think it's decided. I think that he's going to put up a lot of production, and he's going to have these highlights that were just like, oh, my gosh. But there's going to be a lot of nights where I think the matchup favorably for him, that teams find a way to be like, you're going to have to get into his body early, and that wears him down. I'm really worried about his durability. So he played in that, in that Euro League season, and then he goes into Summer League, and he was really worn down. The NBA season is such a grind, and I do wonder for a guy like Victor, who with his type of body and the toll that's going to be on him in playing big minutes, even if he's playing power forward a lot of nights, they're going to put big bodies on him constantly. I wonder if that's going to be a little bit of a cost to not only his availability, but also to his efficiency. If he gets worn down a little bit, if he's not necessarily able to stay on the floor as much as he'd like, you worry about stuff like, okay, can he avoid foul trouble? Should be able to, because he can just get beat and then block it from behind because he's got the wingspan of a pterodactyl, but still, I do think that there's at least a little bit of value here because look, Scoot Henderson is like the guy, like everyone in Portland is like, Oh, this guy has it. Like he commands a floor with NBA veterans. I don't love the number right now for Scoot at three to one. Like that's not, I'm not crazy about it. I already have a bet on him from the summer. I do like a little bit of Amon Thompson because I think I continue to believe that I think Amon Thompson is going to be like the guy for Houston. They've been thinking like, oh, it's Jalen Green. And then they drafted Jabari and they're like, it's Jabari. No, it's still Jalen Green. I think it's going to be like, oh, no, it's Amon Thompson. Oh, no, it's definitely Amon Thompson. And that's what I hear the coaching staff is kind of like trying to, to like mumble around the edges a little bit. Does that mean that Victor Womanyama is not going to win? No. But do I think that there are other guys that are going to have really strong cases if we get into a situation where it's like, look, you know, Scooter Amon played way more games than Victor. Scooter Amon had played way more minutes than Victor. Um, Victor hasn't played in a month because of either an injury or they're, you know, trying to manage him a little bit better. I kind of thought that the Spurs would be a little bit more aggressive in trying to win, but their offseason doesn't necessarily project that. They're going to be very patient, and I don't think that they're going to load manage him, but I do wonder if that impacts his overall production if there's not enough talent on the floor around him. It's enough, at least, for me to be interested in looking at alternatives in this award, particularly Amon Thompson, and for looking for an opportunity, especially if Victor gets off to a great start, to bet Scoot Henderson. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Terrific Basketball Tuesday, talking the upcoming NBA season with Matt Moore from the Action Network. Matt on Twitter, at HP Basketball. Matt, do you have a hashtag certified banger for us when it comes to betting Coach of the Year this year in the association? Let's go Chris Finch 20 to one. I love this bet. So again, I'm very high on the Timberwolves, but also what I really like about this is, is there is kind of this, uh, this perception. I think that Finch is not in that top tier and I think he's in that top tier. I think he's one of those guys that is as good at the tactical side stuff. They are so well prepared. That's one of the things I really look for is every night. Do you look like you're a team that knows what it should be doing? Like, are you aware of where you should be and how you should be playing? And they look like it every single night. Uh, So I really like Chris Finch there, especially, I think there's actually a chance that people will go, you know what? The Timberwolves team is really great. And he figured out how to make Carl Anthony Towns and Ruby Gobert work. Like that alone is like an accomplishment. Even though he's got a lot of talent, 
there's an opportunity there for him to get home just with that kind of uh, a presentation versus you look at some of the other guys and it's going to be built on you know the talent like adrian griffin is second to one in this market really because that, that seems like that's a pretty talented team joe mazula mm, no sir jason kidd no no way so some of these other names i don't really think are going to be imp- they're not going to impress voters with the job that they did and i think the wolves going from a play-in tournament team if they land it with a top four seed chris finch i think is a guy that will actually get most of the credit instead of maybe an anthony edwards for mvp I think it makes a bunch of sense. Coach of the Year is always like, <clears throat> excuse me, a really interesting market. Mike Brown won at an astronomical preseason price. We don't always see that happen. Like a team like the Kings come out of nowhere, but he was, even the first month of the year was like 80 to one. Uh, Matt, why don't we do defensive player of the year next? I think this is a pretty interesting market just because, okay, like the, the favorite is the guy who won last year, Jaron Jackson Jr. But I think for those of us that follow awards closely, we remember all the discussion late in the year about, okay, like he, he gets a lot of blocks and steals, but like, first of all, there was that reddit conspiracy theory that they were like made up and he didn't actually get them and i feel like people kind of kind of yeah i mean just i love the nba that people almost kind of wanted to give it to somebody else but there just wasn't like a lot to do evan mobley was maybe a little too young brooke lopez was brooke lopez there just like wasn't a lot going on is it jaron jackson again he's the favorite in the market or are we going elsewhere for defensive player Got to go elsewhere. Uh, it's not to me just the the stuff about the home stuff. But to me, it's that Team USA stuff. It's there's going to be such a focus every night that he doesn't have double digit rebounds. Everybody's going to go ah, not rebounding enough. Just like in Team USA, even if you look across and it's like oh, Stephen Adams had 13 rebounds. That's never mind. The Grizzlies out rebounded them by 15. Like he's going to have that kind of scrutiny on him. The foul trouble I think is there. Plus, look. Early in the season when Jaw's out, Jaron's probably going to pick up some of the slack offensively. Like I talked about Desmond Bain, but Jaron grew a lot offensively last season too, and I think he's going to show more of that this season. That takes away your energy on the defensive end. Players talk about that all the time, about how they can't balance offense, defense equally. And if you're doing a little bit more on offense, it probably takes a little bit away. So for me, uh, I'm going back to the Wells. I have almost every single year, and we're going to try Bam out of bio for the 18th time because I think he's the best defender again, in the Matt, NBA. He's, again with he's Bam out of bio, really? We're just going to do that again? <laughs> again, I'm willing to go down with the ship, but I got some some longer spots that I think are really good too. Uh, I bet Nick Claxton over the summer. I think there's a chance the Brooklyn Nets are really good defensively. And if they are, there's going to be a lot of conversation about what Clax is able to do in terms of blocks, and he's less foul prone and he's a really switchable guard um i have a really crazy one which is i actually really like alex caruso who's 66 to 1 he led the league in defensive epm last season that's been the most consistent stat and kind of projecting award votes across the board um he's gonna have to play enough minutes that's a problem he's gonna have to to play on a bulls team that's gonna have to repeat last year's defensive performance when they were sixth that's a problem but caruso i think garners a lot of attention as being that level of defender so i kind of actually like the value on him there the other one that i bet this morning was herb jones 50 to 1 um Herb Jones is amazing. He is legit awesome. And they kind of found ways to include him offensively last season. He's not Tony Allen. He's not Matisse Teibel. He's not a zero offensively. And I think that if you look at the Pelicans' underlying stuff, as long as they don't have the their pets' heads fell off kind of injury luck they did last year, even if Zion's out, this is going to be a top 10 defense. That's where you got to start with these things. And if they're top 10, I think they're closer to top five. And if they're top five, I think Herb Jones gets a lot of attention for Defensive Player of the Year. He's awesome. So like Herb Jones, Alex Caruso, and a little bit of Bam Adebayo, I'm going against the grain of the big men there, and those are the ones I like for DPOI. Matt, what would uh, Emeril Lagasse say about your favorite bet for Defensive Player of the Year? What? What? What, Nick? Tell me what he would say. Uh, Ken? Bam. 
<laughs> the bam is bam is the correct answer. We have thirty seconds for this. Uh, just final question, Matt. Um, I love. I, I know that you've got in your, your buckets podcast. You guys are talking about division winners this year in the NBA. What's your favorite division division winning bet in the NBA? We only have about twenty seconds for the answer. Yeah, I like the Timberwolves a lot here. They're plus six hundred to, to topple the Nuggets. I just think again, the Nuggets are a little bit worse. The Wolves are a little bit better. There's a a, a little bit of a margin closing there. I also like the Hawks plus two twenty. I think they're gonna be a lot better under Quinn Snyder. I like both of those bets quite a bit. If you really look at it, uh, the Wolves are very capable of being at least a, a close to a handful of games within the Nuggets, which gives you a good hedge opportunity at the end of the year. We, we love having our friend Matt Moore on the show. We look forward to doing this throughout the NBA season. He is the absolute best. He supports us, so please support him. On Twitter at HP Basketball, the Buckets Podcast, and his written work, ActionNetwork.com, and his bets on the Action Network app. My friend, thank you very much. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the calm before the storm coming up here, man, and we will catch up with you once we got games being played. Excited to do it, guys. Thanks for having me. I love that guy. The great Matt Moore joining us here on You Better You Bet. Coming up next, P-squared, B-squared, Eagles, Dolphins, Sunday Night Football. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.